Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up, stay on the scene, get on up, like a sex machine, get on up, get up, get on up, get up, get on up, stay on the scene, get on up, like a sex machine, get on up. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg, kind of, on this Saturday morning. Ooh, I, was, I was still in the 20s with January. Nope, nope, nope. We are in February. February 4th saying to you, good morning, Georgia. Good morning. Yeah, that's why I said Sam ain't here today. It's, it's that, a little different. That is the Velvet Pipes, <laughs> who you have heard on Atlanta United Games, Jason Longshore. What's up, everybody? Thanks we'll be, for hanging. We'll thanks be for having me today. Joining us, and I see I, I deviated because I needed folks to know about that voice. But here's where I'm really going to put the pressure on you. Oh, when no. we say good morning, I usually say and a special good morning to you folks in Vinings. Now, what you know about Vinings? Because see, this is when Sam would come up with some kind of nugget about a <laughs> restaurant or their oh, high school team I got n- or something. Now, I got nothing. Yeah, hey, listen, and Campbell. And, Campbell is what I'm being told. No, jump Campbell, in, Eric, you can jump in if you want. Yes, Eric, save me, Eric, please. Eric will be your. He will the, be your. You know, Vine is today. the great home of Campbell High School. They're doing great things over there in both men's and women's basketball. And I'm you say sure great they're things, listening they, to they, us. They looking like they're gonna get a, you know a banner. When you say great things, they, they could they get a banner. Uh, the women's team is usually very strong. Um, the boys' team, they'll make the playoffs. Whether they'll bring home a state championship banner, well, a lot of things to be determined still, but they've got great teams. And they now have a great baseball season, as we'll talk about that later when we get into local Boys' sports. high school soccer over there is pretty good, too. See? This, this, yeah, see? Yo, this is what we got. See what happens? We're going to hear a whole lot of soccer talk. Greg is going to get in, educated in a way that I have been waiting to, and I got the perfect person for that. And you just heard Eric a second ago. I said, Mr. Crenshaw's not here. He is on assignment. I, I, I just like using that term. <laughs> it, just, it sounds good. It does sound good. It sounds really official. I'll tell you where he is, but he's on assignment. We'll just leave it at that. So Eric is going to fill in and let you know what's going on locally. And he, you know, he does an HBCU show, so he'll be talking about some of the topics he had on his show. So that's coming up at the top of the hour. But first of all, welcome, Mr. Longshore. Oh, thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. Let's do it. You think so? I think so. All right. Are you, are you skeptical of this? Slow down a little bit, and we just we go have some fun. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you've not ventured down a rabbit hole lately, be prepared. Oh boy, tie your shoes up. And we don't know when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, <laughs> but it will happen. 
Um, now, Sam and I start our show off with a story of the week. You and I talked a couple times during this week. So let's get to it. Hopefully we have it. Oh, it's getting it's getting prepared there. There's a lot of stuff going on here in the morning. Um, but y- listen, you have said a couple things already that have brought on a poll question, which we're going to have. <laughs> We have our own little – see, because you don't – I mean, when's the last time you got a chance, other than when you talk Atlanta United, to come out and spread your sports wings? It's the first time in a little while, yes. All right. Well, we're going to have you do that. Let's we're going to start it. off with the story of the week. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's story of the week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. So this is pretty easy. You could, you know, you've been gone for five days, six days sometimes. What happened during this week that has stayed with you? By the way, this music, that's Sam. Okay. It's me too, but I'd have somebody sing it. I'd have yeah, some element. Yeah, he he same. just likes the music. No, it's it's nice. It's nice. It's cool. It's chill. Um, the being the biggest thing for me from a sports perspective is you're gonna keep it in sports. I'll keep it sports. All it's right. Tom Brady retiring. Yeah. I mean, how many players have won seven championships like he has, and is still questioned as maybe being the greatest of all time? You know, I mean, I I think now we're starting to hear this narrative about, well, he might be the greatest winner, but not the greatest player. The man won seven championships. His teams won seven. He was, he was pretty a, heavily involved. He in absolutely those. was. But see, I'm just saying that's the other side of it. I'm not going. I'm not getting into that argument. I th- I'm not saying I he think is. There might be some haterade going on about Tom Brady. That's a little unfair. Okay. And, yes, you're right. We've watched that throughout the week. But you know what happens when an all-time great has this happen, either voluntarily or, you know, they get injured right. and their career is over with and people start talking about them. When you, have, when you have that type of person, and there's only a few, okay, so let's take, let's take that top tier of guys. When LeBron approached, it got a whole lot of people, gave them the opportunity to revisit Jordan's career. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then the last dance happened, the pandemic happened. There you go. Now that we're sitting here with Brady, a lot of people are revisiting Joe Montana's career. Now, that's where the argument comes up. People who fall into that LeBron category don't want to hear about the fact that he's lost X amount of finals. They don't want to talk about the J.J. Barea play and and how he wasn't that driving presence that he should have been early on. Mm -hmm. And they talk about Jordan, you know, never losing. So I get both sides as far as how they're going to come at this, but it's speculation. When we were kids, you couldn't tell, you know, some parents and grandparents that Muhammad Ali was better than Joe Lewis. Right. You know what I mean? Jim Brown fans didn't want to hear about Walter Payton. True. That's where we are right now. Yeah, but I think we're starting to get into, with Brady, it's – more of people maybe not wanting to give him that that shine that he deserves and people talking about I've heard more of the well Patrick Mahomes is coming well these other guys are coming these other guys are going to be in that conversation as opposed to the the Joe Montana or Peyton Manning or other well the old time quarterback the pocket yeah. passer that sort of thing yeah I mean will Mahomes potentially be in that conversation yeah absolutely I, I think potentially but he could also get injured, and his whole trajectory changes. We never know what happens down the road. So that has nothing to do with the greatest of all time conversation. To me, 
at quarterback, it's Tom Brady. Here's again, God bless you, and I'm I'm not gonna argue against that. <laughs> but here's the other part about this past week, and we apologize. This is just our first chance to, to chew on this. Everybody else is they've lost the taste of their gum when it comes to this topic. <laughs> but Brady falls into the, another category that happened with Montana, and it's funny, but it's it, it it was something I was waiting to hear this past week because it's not just him; it's the system. So now his success is tied to Belichick. Yeah. Not as tightly as it was before he went down to Tampa exactly. Bay and won that chip, exactly. but it's still tied to Belichick. And that was the same thing with Montana. It was all about Bill Walsh's West Coast system. Of course, then he went out and won one with George Seifert, his last one. Mm-hmm. But that's it's uh, is the coach connected to those? And you don't hear that with some of the others. Although right. we give Phil Jackson his due, you don't say Michael got them championships because of Phil Jackson. No. No, you don't. Um, Phil was... Phil's one of the best coaches of all time in any sport. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of argument about that. And you don't hear it with LeBron and his coaches. It's all LeBron. Man, how it's many has LeBron Mike. had, though? <laughs> That's the thing. So you could <laughs> I can't keep up you, with how many coaches he's you had. You couldn't. Anyway, so that we, we got plenty of time to go down this one. See, this is welcome to the rabbit hole. That's what happens. This one here, and, and, and my topic, my, my story of the week. What you got? Um, since you were going to stay on sports, is something, again, that we all like went what we dropped them three we dropped them three letters when we heard about this. How does something the size of a couple school buses start floating over America? <laughs> how does it get? First of all, how does it get past the West Coast? Let alone all the way to Montana, the Chinese spy sale, and they didn't try to hide what it was. Mm. Yeah, not one. But two now reported. Well, see, now I've only seen the one, Eric. Oh, oh, check bring your that, check, bring that music check, down just uh, a little bit. Uh, I ain't heard uh, about two. Uh, check your your morning news updates. Well, tell but, us what the, we got. Where, where, uh, where, where's it at? Reportedly to the news, breaking news, as of about an hour ago, there is now a second China balloon floating over the United States of America. Breaking news that breaks, this that, morning. That brings up so many questions. A, how does this happen? How does somebody, is it like somebody over there in China who's like watching the, the Pebble, <laughs> Pebble Beach and they did like lost where this thing was on radar and they're sitting there seeing Bill Murray tee off? How do, how do you not, and I get this, see this is a bigger thing that I have with balloons. You ain't never getting me up in one of them hot air oh, balloons. Oh, no, uh-uh. Nope. Because Mother nope. Nature is who's driving the ship. So is that what we got here? We got a spy balloon that's just being blown over? Came over the Pacific. Nobody in Hawaii saw it. We got we got satellite detectors over there, don't we? That's still America. So I would think that there'd be some kind of notice when it got over Hawaii. And we got a while to get that thing. We got a whole area of water. We got a body of water between Hawaii and San Francisco or L.A. That's the size of the United States. I mean, this is probably a dumb question, but why wasn't it shot down? Thank you. Well, over America, that's a, that's a, that's a whole different episode of Oprah because there's things that could fall out. Sure, and so sure. And so but over the ocean is my question. Yeah. If you detected this thing, if people were paying attention in Hawaii, why not take it out then? And is this all on the heels because the, you know the the Secretary of State was on his way over to China for a big mm-hmm. meeting that's got, that's been postponed. Well, yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, is it an accident? Is it intentional like what is going on with this it's thing? got the biggest set of you know what's to do something like date and then say yeah that's ours what you gonna do about it <laughs> i mean that's basically what they've done 
and say, yeah, that's ours. It's as big as a couple Jerome Bettises, and I dare you to shoot it down. And now there's two. And Yeah, now you think there's a it's brought his brother, brought his brother Eli. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. Dot com. Uh, filling in this morning for Mr. Crenshaw, who's out on assignment, Jason Longshore. We have a, 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 a very soccer-heavy show, and rightfully so. Atlanta United is getting ready to get things started. So we're going to have a couple segments where we're going to be talking Atlanta United. You're gonna, you are going to have a tall task in front of you, my friend. And that is to – and I don't mind being straightened out. I don't mind it because, see, I'm not that dude. I'm not that old dude It's like waving my finger at you, get off my grass. It was better 15, 20, 40 years ago. I'm not that because, see, I'm all about seeing what's happening next, even though I won't participate in it. I may not even watch it, but, I, I listen, I got love for people who are doing it. Yeah, So wrong with that. I need you to answer a couple soccer questions for me and thoughts that I have about the sport you're like I'm going on trial. No, 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 man. But you're the voice. You're the you're, you know, you and Mike Conti, who by the way do an incredible job. Thank you. I mean, you just do an incredible job and we call Mike Conti around here. He's like he's like our Mike Tarico. Yeah. Isn't he though? Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I mean, whatever the sport is, even if he ain't doing it. If somebody told Mike he had to go and call a Braves game, he'd do a great job. He'd have the golf tournament unlocked. All of that, man. That's my boy. So, what you guys do, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about this next, coming up later on, we're going to talk about officiating. Eric's going to bring you up on what's going on HBCU and locally. And then we have one of the MLS contributors joining us, Jonathan Siegel. And I apologize if I got his name wrong, but he's going to join us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Some more surprises coming up throughout this show. And I got to tell y'all who I got to work with yesterday. You ain't going to believe it. And not the most famous person, but you, everybody, absolutely, I'm, I'm confident you name know who it dropping. is. Yeah, but it's it's who they are, and I didn't know who they were when I walked into the room. Sam and Greg, Jason Longshore this morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. But Mr. Crenshaw is out on assignment, and we are being filled in this morning. It takes two people to fill up Sam's shoes. So we have Eric here, our producer. He'll be jumping in here at the top of the hour. Um, but throughout the show, Jason Longshore, voice of Atlanta United, he has joined us. First time working with him, and I couldn't be happy that you got up. And you're going to be actually helping Sam and I out over the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, got a President's Day, and then the day of the Atlanta United opener. We'll get things started here, uh, me and Sam. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about that for a second because what do we expect? What can we expect for the season? And then you, we're going to be doing this throughout the show. But since you brought it up mm-hmm. for the Atlanta United fans out there. They're waiting to hear from you, you of all people. <laughs> Some of them should, don't want to hear from me. On their, on their, all right, let me make it a little easier on you, and maybe this won't be easier. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10 going into the season, given the moves that have happened, what we've seen, the friendlies, where, what number should you put expectation on? I think 7, 8. Uh, I think this is a team that should make the playoffs. This is a team that should host a playoff game. That should be the expectation. 
you get into the playoffs, especially the the format that MLS has, where you're talking single game knockouts, anything can happen. But you got to get to the dance, and you got to get a good enough seed to have home games as as long as you can. Now, not all the moves that we're expecting are done yet, and, and that's the biggest thing is you got to have a, a goal scorer up top, and, and that's the move that we're waiting to see if Yorgos Yakamakis coming over from Celtic and Scotland, Greek national team, if he's going to be the guy to take up that mantle up top. Let me stop you right there. because And, and, and I apologize to the soccer fans out there. This is not only going to be informational, but it needs to be also educational. Yeah, no, it covers everything. Especially for the host. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because I, I, he's helping me out here. And, and I want to learn. I want to I understand more and more. And with every year that there's been a team in the city – I've gathered a little bit more information, but I'm just like, you know, there's another bright, shiny thing over here. And so I'm, I focus that because we got to talk about it on the show. Yep. So this is what this show is going to be. And it will come off as fourth grade level to some of you out there. But I'm asking Jason to 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 answer my idiotic question. So having said that, you said good, getting a goal score. Let me attribute it to some of the things that we watch and are traditionally talking about. So it's the, it's, is that the equivalent of trying to find Braves need a home run hitter, Falcons need a quarterback, and how easy is it to find that person? I think it's harder, honestly, because if you are a good defensive team, you know, defense wins championships is the cliche. If you're a good defensive team in any sport, you can go pretty far. But when you get into playoff games, when you get into championship games, usually somebody's got to put the team on their back. And in soccer, goals are at a premium. There's not a ton of scoring. And you need somebody that you can count on to score that big goal. And right now, Atlanta doesn't have that. They're trying to get that. And I think Yakimakis can absolutely be that. But you've got to get him in, get him into preseason, build up the chemistry, and build up those connections with the other attackers. All right, um, so, Jason, I was whispering in Greg's ear. I know you're saying that, you know, this new addition will be that, but what about Almada? Almada is the guy that they brought in that said, okay, he is going to be our next major scorer on the offensive attack. Can that combo be deadly, or will Almada still have to carry them until the new guys get acclimated? For me, Almada's more of a creator than a scorer. So, he's a... You know, if we want to we want to go basketball on a comparison. He's a point guard who can score, but okay. you need him to facilitate okay. first. Mm-hmm. That needs to be his number one role. I'd rather have Almada with fifteen assists Assist? okay. than fifteen goals because I don't know if he's got fifteen goals in him. I feel like we're forcing him to get to fifteen goals. Mm-hmm. Where fifteen assists for him is easy. Now, Jason, you said something Monday on Atlanta United. I was producing your show. You did a great show, guys. Thank make you, sure you, you tune in to Jason on every Monday night. But when you said whoa, this, whoa, whoa. what time Monday night? Late, late. <laughs> well, Usually <laughs> eleven p.m. Okay, thank this you. week though, we were we were in the wee hours Man, in the morning. It, it was we soccer came pirate on, radio because we came on after the Hawks played Portland. I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was one a.m. start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. But you said something that had me go whoop. Well, how you how you doing, Greg? Uh, uh, the, the little sound effect oh. you do. Yeah, you <laughs> said that <laughs> in the next couple of seasons that possibly Almada could be the best player in MLS soccer. Please follow up on that. You did say yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a World Cup champion, and there has not been an active World Cup champion in MLS. He won the World Cup with Argentina. He played in one game in that. He was a, a last-minute addition 
But Argentina, the defending World Cup champions right now, see him as the future. See him as a guy who can be a huge factor. He's going to play for a major club in Europe fairly soon. But in terms of sheer talent, I think he's the most talented player in Major League Soccer right now. And I think what we saw in the second half last year, because, look, for a 20-year-old to come from Argentina to a brand-new country, acclimate to a new team, the league plays different. There's a different style. He's got to adjust to that. It took him maybe half the season last year. But the second half last year, scoring goals but also creating opportunities for others. I thought he was the best player in the league last year in the second half. Wow. Now you put him in where he's got confidence. He's got a World Cup winner's medal around his neck. There's just not many players who have that in the world. There's 26 of them right now. He is that guy. And you bring him in now to where he can stand up and say, yeah, I am that guy. Playing with confidence is is a huge factor. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. The velvet tones of one Mr. Jason Longshore. That's who you've been listening to, educating us, well, educating me on uh, soccer. Uh, Eric has been jumping in, bringing in some relevant questions. I, I want to go back to the initial statement that you made, and why is it so tough for the for the lay people out there that you don't have more scores? I would think that everybody would want to be a scorer. Everybody wants to hit the ball over the fence. And as you ascend in this sport, and that's another thing I want to get to, the differences between MLS and what you're talking about, the teams that play mm-hmm. in the World Cup, but why is that the case? Because I would think – there are a lot of people out there who fancy themselves as a scorer. I realize they like not everybody's a quarterback either. Yeah. But why, why is there a problem? It, it's just difficult. I mean, I think as kids, I mean, I was that kid. I when I first played, uh, the first season I played, I was a goalkeeper, and you know, I'd never played soccer before. So it's like, okay, put the the kid who's played some basketball and throw him in goal and hand eye coordination and all that. And then I saw Diego Maradona in the World Cup scoring goals. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to score goals. I want to be up front. And every kid, I think, wants that. But it's very difficult, number one. It's a tough skill set to be able to do that. Otherwise, you'd have a lot more scoring in the game. And you start to see players kind of fit into different, you know, different spots on the field because some guys will maybe not be quite as as fast, you can put them in the middle of the field where they can control and dictate things a little bit more. Some guys get a little bit taller and maybe are, aren't that goal scorer, but a great defender. You know, a lot of a lot of times you see players who came up as kids at forward as, as a goal scorer not be able to do that at the next level and then move into a different position, which we see in all other sports. Yeah, exactly. We, we see that all the time. Okay, so that part I get. Here's my bigger question: Why won't I'm trying to not be disrespectful no, no, to, go for to it. MLS. No, no, it's Because okay. I've heard what is said in, in the perception of MLS mm-hmm. in the soccer world. Some people have called it the minor leagues, if you will. Yeah, see, of, that's, of, that's silly. Well, it's, I, I'm sure it's insulting more than that. Yeah. But my question is, why won't, if you can't get them from another MLS team, why won't some of these bigger name scorers from across yep. the planet come to America and play MLS and be that score. Is it a money thing? Is it because of the perception of this league? Help me understand why you can't get that guy to come from somewhere else, land here, play a couple years. It's like, you know, on the women's side, they go and play, you know, Brittany Grinder thing, but a lot Mm -hmm. of the WNBA players, they know the money's greater over in Europe or in other places. Let me go grab that bank, then I'll come back and play WNBA. It's it's money and it's prestige. Um, 
the big five leagues in Europe are, you know, you're talking over 100 years of history in these leagues. The, the money is insane. I mean, Todd Bowley of the Dodgers goes in and buys Chelsea in London and has spent, I, I think, just in the January transfer window, spent somewhere around $500 million. Just insane money, just throwing it around. Todd Bowley from the Dodgers goes over there and does that. So money is a factor, but also prestige. I mean, MLS is 28 years old right now. Right. It takes a little bit of time. It's it, Hockey has this factor. Basketball has this factor to a, a lower degree in terms of you want to be in the NBA. In soccer, you want to be in the Premier League right now in England. That is where the money is. That's where the most attention is. You're not in England. You want to be in Spain or Italy say, or Brazil, France or Brazil Germany. The in? Brazilian league isn't that big because what happens is the young Brazilian talent at 16, 17, 18 are getting sold to big clubs in Europe. Oh. And that's what's starting to happen here is top U.S. talent. We saw George Bellow here from Atlanta United go to Germany. You're starting to see young American talent like, hey, we can bring that guy in, maybe buy him for a little bit less than buying a young Brazilian player. Because the Brazilian tag, everybody wants to spend more money on a Brazilian guy. Bring a young American player in, and then you're going to start to hit one he's a good player, hardworking kid, going to be a good fit for your team. But then you start to hit the marketing side of, hey, we can market our club from Germany or Italy or France in the United States. And that's what a lot of clubs worldwide are looking at is the potential business of soccer in the United States is growing so fast. Well, why is it that we hear that some teams – and this is the one I'll use the one I heard up in New England, in, in Bob Kraft. They don't they don't support that team. It looks like monetarily, equipment wise, all of to. that. That's what's interesting. But, but that's that, been the case though, right? Like, and historically, yes. Um, historically, absolutely. And that was a big issue that a lot of MLS people had was New England looks like they're the little brother to the Patriots. Maybe the <laughs> little brother twice removed. I don't know. Right. But then when Arthur Blank. Brought Atlanta United in. He made and, everybody's and put, game go up, right? Yeah, because he put Atlanta United right next to the Falcons and said, I'm going to talk about them both equally. Falcons preseason game, he's on TV with an Atlanta United lapel pin. You know, he has treated Atlanta United like a big deal. And Robert Kraft has seen that and said, hey, wait a minute. I should probably do a little bit more here. He just opened a 30 or $40 million training facility for the New England Revolution. Um, they've They've... Spent more money on talent. They hired Bruce Arena, one of the best coaches all time in the United States. So they've really come around since Atlanta United showed that, hey, you can treat this like a big deal, and people are going to receive it like a big deal now. I wouldn't be surprised if he sold everything, Bob Kraft. I really wouldn't. Eventually, given, given he will, right now, I would assume. I, no, I'm just saying. I don't know the family situation there and how that would play well, into that, it. Well, that might be the only hurdle I see because I, if I were him, the way I heard him talk yesterday, I heard him, or not yesterday, but a couple of days ago, talking about you know Tom Brady's retirement and just listening to him at his age and you know, I, and what you just said about having these two teams. Listen, he's, he, I don't know that he's going to want to spend and, and be that owner who has to dig into the pocketbooks to get the next three or four championships. Yep. As as the Patriots owner, so maybe look, I'll take these six, <laughs> thanks to Tom, yeah, and and I will, you know, back up ten yards and punt, and y'all can have the soccer team and all of that. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I I do wonder about the family side of it, and if it stays in the family, would be the question. 
We've got a couple things that uh, Jason and I have been talking about throughout the week, so we're going to have some fun coming up here. But, again, top of the hour, Mr. Crenshaw is out, but Eric is going to take care of an HBCU minute. Let us know what's going on locally. As a matter of fact, Jason's got some local stuff going on here, too. We're going to talk more soccer in the 8 o'clock hour. We're also going to talk some basketball, college, and pro with Deshaun Tate, and we got a correspondent at the East-West Shrine game. Not technically with us, but he's going to join us from out there. <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett's going to come up in the 10 o'clock hour. It's Sam and Greg with Jason Longshore, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg this morning. Jason Longshore is sitting in for Mr. Crenshaw. He'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back with you from 6 and 10 tomorrow morning. And the question before the court is this Who is your favorite Jackson? Janet. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you on that one. Yeah, Janet. I'm absolutely with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll be putting you guys down for some tickets for her show that's coming no, up? No, I'm not going to that. I'll go. You'll go? Okay. I'm in. Okay. Well, we actually, we get on the phone with, with Luda. He's around these hallways all the time anyway. You know, Reggie downstairs yeah, yeah. knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, Reggie I'm, can get I'm he's opening for her, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I go see Luda, but I ain't Janet. I'm, I'm in. With, with either of y'all went to see the boss last night. I didn't. I've seen him before. But would you have? Would you have? Would I would have, yeah. Were I not uh, working? No. I've seen. No, I, I would. A little bit out of my price range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was working in retail music when I had the chance to see him last time. Okay. and. Got those comps, which were great, and it was a great show. Incredible show, one of the best live shows now, now, I've seen. You said last time. How long last time we talked? Ooh, we're talking 2003, two or three. I can't remember. So it, 20 it was the years rising ago, tour, yeah. And the boss is still going strong. Still going, and still Look at you got killing them, it. You got them five dudes from England still stealing money. Actually, f- excuse me, four of them now that Charlie Watts is gone. Meaning <laughs> the Stones. Okay. That's yeah. one I've never seen. Yeah. And. Nah, I'm planted. Yeah. Actually, I did see him. I saw him at Georgia Tech. Oh, okay. But yeah. the radio station brought kind of all of us out. So yeah. I was sort of in the bus, and I ended up there. But eh. I'd go. If I, if somebody gave me tickets, I'd go. But, yeah, I'm not going to spend that money for did them now. Did you see the Springsteen interview he did with Howard Stern? No, I didn't. It's it's an extent. First of all, Springsteen doesn't sit down and talk to no, anybody. Uh-uh. But he went and talked to Howard Stern. And two things came from that interview with me. One is that I didn't know that Howard Stern insulted Patty, his wife. Ooh. And she had a problem with him for years. But then yeah. again, Howard Stern has a problem with a lot of people, He's right? insulted a lot, yes. <laughs> so, and, and then Springsteen came on, and he apologized profusely throughout the, <laughs> throughout the interview. And please tell Patty I'm sorry, you know, and so on and so forth. <laughs> and, and also that Bruce Springsteen has a menacing laugh, which is more of a giggle. A giggle, a it, menacing it, giggle. It, just when I when he would laugh at things, it just it was a <laughs> it was that oh, okay. kind of thing. Yeah, that's you know a what little I mean? menacing. Yeah, it yeah. was it was it was I it was a laugh that I didn't expect nor want to come out of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that was it. I don't know if I need to have the illusion messed up by hearing that. Yeah, it was, but it was a great interview. And again, and he I'll said that out. told some things, and it, like I said, you can have it chopped up where it's on uh, YouTube. Yeah, incredible songwriter, incredible performer, and uh, I've seen some of the reviews from folks who went last night, and yeah, they loved it. All right, Jason, before we get into this whole thing, we uh, Sam and I talk about this from time to time when there's a, a person of note who we lost the week before. And since we've been on, somebody from my youth 
um, passed away. Now, there's mixed emotions when you talk about this guy because you can't tell the history of, of, of the NHL without mentioning Bobby Hall. And that was that name when I was coming up, Those when I was really, really young, and you heard these voices, you never saw them play, but they were just that voice, mm-hmm. uh, that person in that sport. And Chicago being a place where they're fortunate enough to have all four major sports there. Um, he was on my Chicago sports, if you will, Mount Rushmore. But the originals, not, you know, not throughout time. The, the, the first four that stuck with me. And it was Bobby Hull, it was Ernie Banks, it was Gail Sayers, and it was Butkus. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, Peyton, Jordan, so on and so forth later on. Sure. But those, you never forget your first. Right. Right? right. As Mudbone said. <laughs> you never forget <laughs> your first. And so that, you know, it hit me a certain kind of way. But he was a walking world-class you-know-what to really? his family, to teammates, to just people in general. That's what is said about Bobby Hull. So, like I said, it was mixed emotions. But this ha- this happened this past week. But it, then it got us thinking about, you know, the whole Brady thing. And, and we talked about our stories of the week, and you chose the Brady story like everybody else. But since it's been announced, every show like this has had their chance to chew on that story and give their opinions and do little things. But we haven't. I'm sure to some extent Sam and I will do it tomorrow because Sam's not here today. Yeah. But it, it just, you know. Instead of saying a football hall, of, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore or something like that, if you had to pick four guys that have played American sports, period, period, who would they be? Well, I'll go back to, like you said, your your original, like when you were coming up, your yeah. Chicago one, like my Atlanta one when I was young. I was going to ask you about so, that, So, you know, like I don't. Those first names, you yeah. met those first. Yeah, you, like you didn't have a soccer factor at that time locally. So, Dale Murphy. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, um, Steve Barkowski. Um, hmm. The other one would probably be for me. Um, that's tough. Uh, probably William Andrews. Okay. William Andrews or Gerald Riggs. Those are the Do two you, that I, I go I back see, and I forth on. I picked two bears. I didn't necessarily have to go each different, yeah. different, different sports. Yeah. No, that, I didn't have a basketball one on Murphy, there. Neek. And Bartkowski are no-brainers for me growing up as kids. I, I probably had, like, a jersey or a shirt of all of them and posters <laughs> on my wall. How do you feel wall. about that statue outside of <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, but now, like like you say, like, as you get older, you have other people who come into that mix. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, first. we talk about it from an Atlanta United perspective. I mean, the the, the – Tag is always build the statue when it comes to Joseph Martinez and what he's done here and what he did, and now he's gone. So it's kind of a, a different feel coming into this year. I'll tell First you what. you haven't had that. I'll tell you what. Okay, since you're, you're struggling on that one, I just landed here from New Zealand, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to understand soccer. And we get into this whole conversation, and you educate me. I don't think I've ever asked anybody this before, and I don't know that you've done it, but you probably have. Forget about Atlanta. Give me your four soccer. I would not know who to put. I'd like Kyle Rote Jr. I'd put Pele, oh, obviously. Oh, going old NASL. Kyle like Rote huh? Jr. Like I like that? it. Yeah, Dallas Tornado it. <laughs> right there. I actually went to the I went to the um soccer uh bowl once. Soccer bowl in and the so, NASL, yeah. I went I went to Argonaut Stadium. Me and two of my idiot friends got in a car in Chicago, drove through Michigan, went up into Canada, yeah. and went to Toronto. Or excuse me, Toronto. 
Yeah, it was at Exhibition Stadium, probably. Yeah. Was it the Sting playing? Yes, it was. Yeah, Chicago yeah. Sting. Yeah, Chicago Sting we and just, Toronto Blizzard, maybe? We're the same idiots who would get in the car and drive from Illinois up to <laughs> up to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, because the drinking age was 18 there, as opposed to Illinois when it was 19. Uh, there was a lot of that happening. Who are the four guys that put go up on that soccer? So a soccer Mount Rushmore for me, and, and Again, everybody – Everybody, yeah, everybody you talk to is going to have a different but one. They're going to yell at you. I love that. I think Diego Maradona and Pelé are in almost everybody's. Maradona, for me, is the first soccer player that I saw that I said, I want to play the sport. Pelé is Pelé. I mean, right. everybody knows who Pelé is. It's it's like, I don't know hockey well. I know who Bobby Hull is. Pelé is even bigger than Yes, he that is. Well, he's on my four, period. Like yeah, I said, if you easy. had to pick four guys, he's Lin- on there. Lionel Messi is there now for me. He would have been anyway, but winning a World Cup this year with Argentina, everything he's done, uh, 35 and still playing at his best right now. Lionel Messi's there. The fourth one, it, it seems like anytime you do this, the last one is the one that might change a little bit day to day. Johan Cruyff is the one I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, Cruyff, Dutch legend. And as much for what he did as a player, but as a coach and really changing the way that coaches work. He's the one who really impacted the way that Barcelona built and Pep Guardiola, who's the best coach in the world today. He's the one who influenced him and working differently. So as much as he was an incredible player and he played in the NASL and came here and and really tried to sell the game in the United States, but what he did as a coach is almost as impactful as what he did as a player. This is great having you out here, man. This is, I feel like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in like class. This is, I'm, I'm in some sort of, you know, listening to the professor, sitting back there. My pencil just broke, and i got to find a sharpener. Uh-oh. But other than that, it's, it, this is great having you on. Jason Longshore in for Sam this morning. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com. We were going to talk about officiating because I gave it to Mr. Crenshaw and Eric, who does this last week. Uh, he, he, he is an official. He is a ref. Um, ump. All of that. And with the bad plays we saw, first of all, we saw LeBron get smacked on the arm and they didn't make the call. That was horrible. And then we saw, you know, some other calls in football. And I speculated that possibly in my lifetime. So we'll just put it this way. If I were to live 40 more years, I absolutely believe there's going to be a professional team in this country that is fully officiated by technology. I absolutely believe that. So I tell you what, let's put a poll question out. Okay. All right. Given what we have seen lately, do you believe that this will happen? And if not, even if you don't, but if there's a sport in America that would be the first that would be fully officiated by technology, which would it be? Baseball, basketball, football, or other? We didn't include other. We didn't put put hockey in there because, you know, you mentioned uh, MLS. Soccer, soccer is part tennis. of that hockey. And you get into some of the individual sports. Yeah, like tennis, I think, is probably the closest to that now already. Right. Um, I love me some Cyclops. <laughs> I, I look forward to that. You know, show it. I, I think it's just anything. so hard in in some of the sports because the calls are so subjective. I don't think you can take that out of it. And I guess my issue with the LeBron foul, and, and I get into it in, in soccer all the time, now that we have replay, yes, I think there's less excuse for getting it wrong. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I understand, and I have not refed at a high level. I refed a little bit and realized really quickly in terms of, of refereeing soccer that it was not for me. I did not want to do it. I think it's only gotten worse. Eric, you can probably speak to this, how player behavior and coach behavior and well, look, parent behavior. And before you jump on here, that's at 92.9 The Game. 
So you yeah. want to participate yeah, jump in, the in the poll? At please do. Baseball, basketball, football, or other. Totally, um, fully officiated by technology. Eric, go ahead. Um, well, you're right. The the participation and the criticism has gotten worse. And I've been I'm in seven years now of a high school official. I do three high school sports. Okay, I was going to ask what sports you do. I do I do th- one sport each season. I do softball in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball in the spring. Okay. Um, has it gotten a little more? You know, shall I say? You know, it's worth for it. Critical of officials? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because of the fact, the single fact that everywhere you go now, like we said about world, if there's a camera, mm-hmm. okay. I remember when I was first getting into sports, um, technology and sports reporting, officials used to come to us and say, hey, can I get a copy of the game tape so that I can critique yeah. myself? Yeah. Well, they don't need it now because an hour after the game, your game's on, and not just on YouTube and stuff, with the National Federation of High Schools, which I know you are yeah. a member of, every high school game now is streamed. Yeah. So the the you know the the overall eyes that are on us and the criticism that officials get now is at an all time high. And that's why unfortunately numbers of new officials as what? the guys are leaving is down. Yeah. And that, it's down in every sport. That's a huge issue. And I mean uh, from a soccer perspective Youth soccer, I know high school soccer, they're trying to get more referees. Um, youth soccer, you get some games where you used to have three. You had your, yeah, you your two. two assistants. It, it's yeah. two or it's one. Right. It's It's got to get better. I, like Refereeing is the hardest thing in any sport. It, it's so difficult, and we all criticize it. And I think anybody as a sports fan, we kind of know, like, yeah, we, we probably criticize it too much. We, we're too harsh on it. Where I get frustrated is when people criticize and don't know the rules. Ooh. Do not know <laughs> it, at all what they're talking about. Yeah. And look, they, they do change and, and they do evolve. I, I don't know how much they evolve in, in terms of basketball. Maybe more of the interpretation of the rules change. Well, they call year. it the emphasis. Yeah. What is the, the emphasis this year? What is the emphasis on this year? You know, a couple years ago, as I mean, the, the big things as the arm bars went away yeah. and the hand checking went away. Those emphasis changed in the NBA two years ago. You know, think about how Trey Young has had to change his game because yeah. he can no longer get that offensive or that foul when he would lean into somebody and throw the ball up. Oh nope, we're not going to call that anymore. He completely took that out of his game. Yeah, that's trickled down to the lower levels. Well, let me just tell you guys why at the lower levels you're going to have problems because every time you know whether it's Eric coming on here and and other places that talk about officiating and and things that have been implemented to make uh, implemented to make it safer mm-hmm. and make their jobs easier. Every time there's a step forward, this is what happens, and it takes it back. 60-year-old man died following a wild brawl at a middle school basketball game yeah, this past week in Vermont. Uh, the fight broke out at um, this community education center in uh, Allboro during a hoops game that involves 7th and 8th grade boys between these two middle schools. All right, the video that was shot from the alleged scene shows several adults rushed onto the court kicking and punching each other and whoever else was nearby, all while the kids looked on from the sidelines. I'm just saying these are the kind of things that people who are on the fence thinking, hey, Eric, I hear Eric on 92.9 The Game talking about being an official or being a ref. Maybe I want to do that. And then this story, not read by me, this has been in the news the last few days, going, I ain't going to work there and them folks. You know what I mean? And that's the uphill battle, you would agree, Eric, that you guys have. And the money that's not there. 
would agree, and that unfortunately is why basketball is tough. With baseball, softball, and other sports, you have a barrier. Yeah, exactly. With basketball, they have immediate access to you. Same with soccer. Same with soccer, yeah. Jason Longshore is in for Mr. Crenshaw. We're going to do this again next hour. In fact, you're going to hang around for a few hours, right? Oh, yeah. I'm here for a while. <laughs> this has been an educational morning for me. I'm going to let you know what's going on here locally and talk to an MLS contributor in this uh, upcoming 8 o'clock hour. Sam and Greg, again, Mr. Uh, Longshore is in for him. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 